Vibes. Today's show is going to be a little bit different than normal. Uh, usually we have Biblical Bites with Dr. B on first, but Dr. Bergwald is out this week. So we get a little bit longer interview, which is good because we have two lovely gentlemen sitting in the audience, in the audience, in the studio with me. I don't have an audience. <laughs> <laughs> I have Father James Morgan. Was nice. the rector at the cathedral here. Thank you, Renee. Nice to be here. Yeah. And um, Dr. Jared Osterman, who is the director of liturgical music for the cathedral. Welcome, Jared. Thanks for having I, us. I, I'm pretty sure you've been in the studio before, but it has been a little while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he was thinking, gosh, I don't know if I've seen it since it's got re- it was redone. And that's been a few years. So yeah. <laughs> need to have you more often. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. We're um, just commenting on the Pope bobblehead. The, the bobblehead. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> I want, to, I want to do that. So Father's going to be go. distracted by Francis <laughs> for a while. Um, so we brought the two of these guys in um, to talk about the Cathedral Inspires uh, campaign, which mm-hmm. is going on. Mm-hmm. And so I'll let them kind of describe it, what's happening and why it's happening. So mm-hmm. um, Father Morgan, yes. if you would start, there's just so much always going on at the Cathedral. Oh my gosh, I mean, yeah. Weddings, funerals, exactly. Mass. I, I mean, I'll go out on a limb and say we're probably the busiest parish, uh, at least campus for sure. Yeah. Um, in the diocese, given the fact that it's not only a parish and the cathedral, which there's always something going on in the cathedral, mm-hmm. but also that this is where the Chancery Building is at, the yeah. Catholic Pastoral Center, and so there's always a lot of activity: priests coming and going, lay people coming and going, tours of the cathedral. Um, it's a busy, busy place. It is so. Yeah. Okay. So. What sure. is this campaign that's happening? So like Inspires, um, you know, the name comes from the fact that we have the beautiful spires, the okay. beacon of hope on our cathedral. And um, we knew early on, I knew early on at least, that um, we had to do something with the historical rectory that mm-hmm. we had, knowing that the sisters were going to move into their new monastery, that we own that building. It's historical. It's uh, over 100 years old, just okay. like the cathedral. Yeah. It matches aesthetically the cathedral. Um, like the cathedral, the outside is made out of Bedford limestone. Right. So, um, and it was used for, you know, a hundred years as a rectory, almost a hundred years. Right. Sisters were in there for 20 years. And we've lived in the carriage house, which was the old chancery connected to the, uh, it's behind the bishop's house. We've okay. been living there since they, uh, Bishop Carlson way back when moved the, the, the adoration sisters into the, into the rectory so that they okay. had a place to live. So wait a second, that sure. building was the chancery. Yes, it was. You mean, we mean where I live currently. Yes. yes, that little house was the chancery. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> exactly right. Father Shocker can show you exactly where his office was at. And it's the, the back doors. In fact, they're industrial doors and windows. You can see where the front door used to be and oh, people wow. would come in. I had no where idea. The, where the, yeah, where the bishop's garage is, is actually a parking lot. There's a oh, parking sure. lot. You walked up these little steps and then sidewalk and into the door. And there was a receptionist secretary. There was Father Shockert as like, the what, uh, vicar. There was like vicar general. I think Bishop Dudley was upstairs or something. And then there was um, a bookkeeper, you know, an accountant. And they, the, the safe is still in there, by the way. Wow. Yeah, it's an old safe. Wow. wow. It's our food pantry right now. <laughs> so. So, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so um, the rectory was a given when right. I came as um, uh, the rector of the cathedral in 2015 and had a conversation with Bishop Swain. We knew that we had to restore that. Um, we did not know if we'd restore it back into a rectory or if it would become something else. It right. would repurpose it. But um, after studying it, you know, for so long, I mean, there's just no doubt. And ac- asking many, many people, there's no doubt that it, it has to be a rectory again. And not just a rectory for the cathedral priests, but this whole idea with, as I said, 
the amount of traffic coming yeah. in and out of this uh, campus. Um, you know, we developed this idea, and it's not my idea um, alone, but this idea with the help of others that we needed a place that would be a house of hospitality for priests. So yeah. we're putting everything back together the way it was. So mm -hmm. dining room, kitchen, all of that, where it was, um, the sitting room. What, the, the only thing that might be new is um, it, where there used to be sort of a sitting room or a television room, we're actually making that into a chapel. Oh, it's very, okay. very difficult for us as priests to find a quiet place because I can't walk into the cathedral without somebody yep. wanting something from me yep. or getting no, getting, getting my uh, attention. So right. um, we need a place where we can meditate and pray contemplatively and, um, and, and do mass on our day yeah. off. Yeah. So we are adding that, but all the bedrooms will be the same, you know, and then there'll be guest bedrooms up on third floor for priests so that want to come and stay. there's three floors over there. There's actually a basement. So there's four floors. Okay. Yep. okay. There's a lot there and everything needs to be redone. Everything is a hundred years old. So we're talking mechanical, HVAC, plumbing, wiring, the new roof. They're working on the roof yep. as we yep. speak. And they're adding a garage. And we're adding a garage. Yes. So we're taking one of those flat top buildings, which was an addition in the 1940s. Mm -hmm. And we're knocking out, you know, two walls and then we're extending it and putting uh, and building the walls back up again. And then putting the limestone back on piece oh, nice. by piece. Nice. So it, it still has that historical look. Yeah. So I'm only familiar with a couple of rooms over there. Of course, the TV mass room is, is kind of right behind the sacristy. Exactly, yeah. And then there's that St. Joseph room. So Correct. does that stay the same or does that, that turn will to something be, else? But they are, I mean, they, they have to remodel that because there's right. so much water damage. Yeah. So they'll remodel it, they'll restore it, they'll renovate it. Um, it will still be a meeting room. Okay. And it'll be um, a, a gorgeous meeting which room. Which you'll need. Well, which we'll yeah. need because we, as you know, we held so much, so many different um, events or yeah. meetings in that place from yep. different parties that we need that as a meeting room. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so that is that's not the, the only part. Yes. Yeah. And so, and but it, so it, it's historical, first of all, I mean, and the why has to go beyond the practicalities. I mean, if you ask me, what am I going to enjoy most about moving into that new rectory mm -hmm. is the fact that it's connected to the cathedral. Yeah. And I don't mean to be a wimp, but I don't have to, in the wintertime, walk, you know, a whole block from where I live, in the rain. half a block in the rain, and then, you know, have to, uh, I'm, I'm, we're right there. Right. And so, um, and Sunday, we can be listening to Mass and come out when we need to come out for Holy Communion. Yes. It's just going to work out so much better. And, yeah. um, and we'll be back in the place which was intended for priests from the very beginning. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. And, and we, and it, it, we are the cathedral. And so we need to live up to that identity yeah, absolutely. and that standard. Absolutely. And I understand the uh, carriage house is not super conducive to regular living. If we weren't <laughs> doing this, we, we would have to actually redo that whole thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so fine. one of the two of them has to be redone. Exactly. Might as well get the cathedral all That's open. exactly. Let's. Okay. So there's a second piece, which is the organ. The organ. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell us about that or should we have Jared? Um, you know, let me just preface it. And okay. I'm going to have Jordan okay. step in. Um, so the organ, um, you know, uh, to Jared's credit, when he came in, he had inspections done on our organ um, immediately because as, um, and I'm going to call him this, and um, he, he's so humble, but, um, you know, as a premier organist, and that's what he is, a PhD in organ, one of the few around the country, um, he knew right away there was something wrong with it. Right. And so he had a couple inspections done on it. And I did go to Bishop Swain. Of course, it's right after the renovation, so he <laughs> wanted to wait on this. But Jared had options, and um, the, 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 the ultimate option was, let's get a European handmade organ that will complement the aesthetics of our cathedral, our new restoration, mm -hmm. 
and get something that is worthy and is going to last a lifetime. Right. So with that said, I'm going to let Jared take over about the organ. All right. Yeah. Jared, tell us. So so we know that it really needed And actually, this is funny because it seems like the organ sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm doing TV mass, audio, and so on, it seems like it sounds <laughs> Because he knows good. how to play. He knows how to manipulate exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so so tell us about how what isn't working and mm-hmm. what's, what's now happening with uh, the new organ that's going to be coming. Yeah, I think I always start by pointing out that we're lucky at the cathedral to have a great acoustic. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like cooking. It's like the heavy cream of cooking. It covers <laughs> over a lot of things and, and makes everything sound maybe better than it is. Right. Which is wonderful for us, for the choirs, for the organ. Um, but a little bit goes a long way. Yeah. So the portions of this instrument that are still working um, are uplifted by the acoustic. Sure, sure. And so from downstairs with a little more distance and then hearing the mixing and blending of the acoustic, it covers a lot of faults. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. That's one of our favorite sayings in the, in the organ world. A good acoustic covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that's going on. Um, it's shrinking as we oh. go. The amount that's playable, sure. um, we're down to maybe a half, um, that's really usable anymore. Okay. But again, because of the acoustic, it mm-hmm. can sound better than it is. So it starts with with the idea of just wanting something reliable because mm-hmm. there are mechanical and electrical mm-hmm. problems. Um, it can't really be tuned properly sure. because of the wind problems. Um, and in fact, our choirs and cantors have a hard time singing with it because oh. it can't be tuned properly. Yep. It doesn't provide a stable accompaniment to what they're trying to do. Um, so there's a lot of issues we struggle with on sure. a daily basis. And the question with with any machine is always... Do you try to gut it and fix it, or is it better just to just to build new yeah. from the ground up? Yeah. So that's the discernment process that we went through mm-hmm. really for years. Oh my gosh, 2018, um, 2019. Yeah, thinking about that, and it, it, it just would have killed me to to kind of pour more money into an aging machine right. just to get it reliable. Right. As yeah, opposed to building something that's really ideal. Yeah, especially if it if those repairs wouldn't really last that long. Right. That's really wasted money. Yeah. yeah. So we just want to build from the ground up with the highest quality. Yeah. So how did you find the people that are going to be building and who are they? Mm. Um, it's Juge Sinclair, organ builders from Montreal, Quebec. Okay. Um, they are really schooled in the in the French organ building tradition mm-hmm. and and their team has trained in France and with some of the best North American builders. Um, in my field, it's informal. Of course, nobody publishes a list of the top sure. five builders, but <laughs> we all kind of know who they are, yeah. um, the top five to ten builders. So I started with that list in mind, did a lot of visits mm-hmm. around the Midwest, um, and whittled that down to two finalists. Mm-hmm. And then we had visits from those finalists, and the organ committee looked at and visited organs from those two fin- finalists, mm-hmm. and then... Um, did a pretty intense look at the contract proposals, yep. and we really mm-hmm. felt good. We felt good about both of them, but we uh-huh. felt the best about Juge Sinclair. And they only do, the way I understand it, like they build only one organ at a time. Exactly, one at a time. So yeah. their whole team is building an organ right now for the Richmond Cathedral, okay. Richmond, Virginia, and then they'll switch to us okay. towards the end of this year, beginning mm-hmm. of next year. And how long will that take? Um, it'll be about a year and a half oh, wow. of total involvement with our project. Okay. And there's even starting some small things um, right now, actually. So do they build it into the cathedral, or do they build it wherever they are and then bring the pieces? 
They'll have they'll build it in a shop. It's okay. a high ceiling shop. They'll actually build the entire instrument in the shop. Wow. We will visit it and play it. It'll be workable wow. in the shop. And that's how you know everything's ready to go and mm-hmm. working. And then dismantled extremely carefully piece by piece, packed into a moving truck and brought it's here from truck. Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rebuilt wow. in the cathedral. Wow. And uh, will there be, I, I, maybe you don't know this yet, are you guys going to do like a big special mass for the new oh, organ we, and yeah. bless it? And everything? Yeah, we have a whole plan of oh, events right. that we'll do in terms of uh, the inauguration yeah. of the new organ in the cathedral. Mm-hmm. So concerts and masses and, um, you know, uh, there, there, there's a plan that we have. We, we have a schedule of, of, of different events be things yeah, to show it off. To go to. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a blessing for an organ. Oh, good. Yeah. So of actually, course there is. Yeah, there's yeah. a blessing, blessing for everything. There'll be a blessing for it. <laughs> Bishop DeGroote blessed the uh, small organ. We have a oh, small that's right. organ that, yeah. that's portable that we can use in the front of the church mm-hmm. and then also in the transition period yeah. between organs. Oh, sure, because they'll have to take the mm-hmm. current one out. Yeah. Yeah. So that came last April, and, and Bishop right. DeGroote blessed it, and we had a concert. Yep, so. yep. If the okay. audience is wondering why a French organ mater, uh, maker and why I went to a French family yeah. to do this, it's because our cathedral has is, is French architecture. Mm-hmm. Is a Frenchman who designed it, Emmanuel Masqueray. So the whole inside of it is called French Romanesque. Right. And so we wanted something to complement that. They weren't the only family that we interviewed, but um, uh, in the end, they're the ones that went out just they because the they top. understood. When they walked in and looked at it, and they said, oh, this is ours, this is ours, we know this. And they're right. I mean, the, the proposal that they gave us and the plan that they put together was, was, was just perfect for uh, to complement the, yeah. the, 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 the architecture. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, if you just joined us, we're talking to Father James Morgan and Dr. Jared Osterman about the Cathedral Inspires campaign. So, Father Morgan and Jared, if you want to jump in on this at all, please do. But why why is this an important thing for Cathedral mm. Parish, and why is it important for the diocese as a whole? Uh, again, I go back to um, the, the the fact that we are the Mother Church of the diocese, that we have an identity. Um, not just in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, but an identity in the whole state and in the region. Yes. You know, we have people that come to visit our cathedral from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And um, people rave, first of all, about our sacred music program. When they hear our masses and our liturgies, um, we, Jared will tell you this, we live up to a higher standard Mm -hmm. and we have to because we want to. You know, I have a saying through this this campaign in raising the money for both of these projects. God does not serve well in mediocrity. Right. <laughs> God does not serve well in mediocrity. So we have we we have a standard and a, and, and an identity to live up to. Um, with and and because you know we're we're not just it, it, it's a parish thing, but it's also a diocesan thing. Yes. We're the mother church of the diocese, and so it's just not our cathedral. It's. It's every every Catholic in East River, South Dakota. It's their cathedral, mm-hmm. and it's also a civic landmark. Yes, now it's a cultural and civic landmark here in Sioux Falls, and so people look up to the cathedral. Uh, I mean that literally, literally. and metaphorically. Yes. <laughs> they look up to it, yeah, but metaphorically too. So um, we want to continue that standard, and also we need to leave something. It's a legacy. We need to yeah. leave something for those who will come after us. Absolutely. That's probably one of the, the probably the most important thing, yeah. you know, a beacon of hope, not just for the people, for us here in the, in the present, in the here and now, but for our children, our children's children and 
every um, um, generation that comes after yeah, that. For sure. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. a lot of mediocre buildings and very boring architecture out there. My husband's an architect. Of course, he never does anything boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the client is more in control than he is. Of but course, of course. You need beautiful things like yeah. that, not only to draw our attention to God, but to just uh, just draw people's attention away from the mediocrity of life and to something. Beauty stirs the soul. Yeah. Beauty stirs the soul. And I think about COVID and how many people watched yeah. Mass, the Bishop's TV Mass. TV Mass was huge. Oh, my gosh, TV Mass, live stream. Mm -hmm. And we still get e emails from yep. people in the Philippines yes. and Australia and South America. We have all a huge the, audience in the Philippines all over the world. California. Huge. I get emails from <laughs> this one woman. I think she, we're on a first name basis from the Philippines. <laughs> but the people who flew in after COVID and said, we saw this on television and we had to come here. Mm -hmm. They flew from California. They flew from, they drove up from Texas just to, just to go to mass on, on a Saturday evening, Saturday evening Bishop's mass, you know, yep. the one that's televised taped and then televised on Sunday morning. Yep. Um, because our cathedral's famous. Yes. I mean, it's just famous. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and, and frankly, the, um, our TV mass is uh, also a higher standard than most. It is. So, mm -hmm. And part I would of agree that with from that. renovation. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I Jared, would just add to that. Yeah. yeah with the organ, um, one of my, actually our organ consultant, Dr. Kevin Vogt has a saying, that when you build one of these instruments, it's an architectural commitment to excellence. Mm -hmm. And so part of what we need is a better instrument now for us, but also what we're leaving is an organ that's going to call future musicians. You can't ignore it. Right. When you see that and you're a musician, you need to, you need to practice more. You need to raise your own game to mm -hmm. live up to that instrument. Um, and the other thing I'd point out is um, with young people, it needs to be an instrument that is inspiring, that, that interests them, makes them want to play it. And then when they actually sit down at the bench, um, it should be a great experience yeah. and not kind of a clunky machine <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the connection point where you get your future church musicians, your future organists. Mm -hmm. We need something that's going to, to add to that, to nurture that, and not be an experience that kind of turns them off of that instrument down yeah. the road. You're Absolutely. asking someone to give up years of their life and countless hours of practice, maybe a different life plan, different major at college. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got to be a pretty inspiring instrument yeah, to do sure. that. There are just a handful of professional organists, really, right. in the, in, in, I think in the country, but certainly in the region. And this leads us to, um, you know, another element of this, another facet of this uh, campaign. Because when you do these campaigns, you have to be visionary. You have to think about you know, the, you have to uh, comprehensively about, right. the, about the whole picture. Right. So, you know, organ rectory. Yeah. But we need, or doing endowments so mm -hmm. that we can maintain yep. those so that we don't get into situations like we have in the past right. to maintain both the rectory, to maintain both the organ plus an endowment for sacred music. Yes. You know, Jared has taken this program and he's upped it like about five notches. And so <laughs> we want to continue to be able to do that. So I want to talk a little bit about the children's sacred yes. music mm -hmm. program that is, is, is built into this, uh, is also built into this campaign. Yeah, please. That'd be yeah, great. it's actually the other third of the campaign. Yeah. So it's a huge component. I think a lot of people aren't aware of this because mm -hmm. I did forget about that part. Mm -hmm. So yeah, please. Yeah, in order for us to be able to hire a full-time assistant, so that's the final third of the campaign is mm -hmm. building up that endowment um, and the financial ability to do that. And that position is going to be partly to help me because mm -hmm. it is a busy place. But we're envisioning it at about 75% to be focused on children's choirs. Oh, wow. 
Um, and to give something more formalized, more regular during the week that's available to our own parishioners and also anybody within driving distance of the cathedral. So that really would be an opportunity that extends to the entire region, yeah. to entire at least the entire Sioux Falls metro area right, right. within driving distance. Um, and that's where you're going to get your future organists, but it's where you're going to get your future cantors, your future yeah. choir members, mm-hmm. people who may go on to any number of things right. later in life, but they're going to be involved yeah. in yeah. church music. They get yeah. in the habit of yes. seeing Sunday morning as a time when you do something musical at church, and that's a habit. I mean, it's priceless, the habit to get into that as a kid. Yep, and I think that also helps draw people into their faith, mm-hmm. too, deeper, because you can't, well, I suppose you can, but most people can't sing that beautiful music and be part of that, play it, sing it, and not not be drawn toward, closer to God. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, the bottom line, this is all about giving glory to God. Yeah. Every, even the rector, you know, yes. a, a house of hospitality for priests to stay when they come in and out of the city for whatever reason. But that's foremost. This has to do with somehow giving glory, you know, giving greater glory to God in, 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 in all of this. For sure. Mm-hmm. Jared, what are you most looking forward to within your organ? I mean, besides, besides not having little, a broken organ. Besides <laughs> little work. Um, I think a lot of people assume that it's going to be just loud, and that's what I'm most looking forward to because it'll be enormous and impressive. But really, I'm looking forward to just the entire range of sounds and colors, your preludes, your quiet communions, the ability to have beautiful sounds at any volume. And right. actually, the quietest sounds are sometimes the most beautiful on the organ. Um, so I'd say that, and I look forward to, I, I have a lot of music I can't play on oh. the current organ. Okay. Um, so my own, for my own um, artistic benefit to be able to do more than I do now yeah, and not be kind of boxed into the pieces that work on the current instrument. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will it be, this is a maybe a dumb question, but <laughs> will the organ be like the same, the pipes and so on be the same color? Is it? Or is this oh, going to yeah. look completely different? It's actually a visual. The whole It's all built from scratch. Okay. So the entire visual design is conceived from the ground up. Okay. It's different. It okay. will be different, yeah. yeah. So will it look more like the stone of the rest of the... Or is it wood? Is wood, yeah. Okay. The current... And we're still working through this with uh, the okay. organ committee. Okay. But the current... The working draft is that it'll be very much inspired by the colorful painting on the new restored cathedral right Right now we have more wood tone and kind of copper um and the current working draft is inspired by the white gold gray that's all through the the nave ceiling and all through the arch that's around the organ yeah oh that'll be it'll be extremely yeah visually spectacular as well as sounding great Yeah. Yeah. yeah um okay father yes Hopefully you'll get to move into the new rector. Uh, we assuming you are still the rector of the cathedral, which yes. you never know. You I never mean. know. <laughs> you never know. The bishop could, uh, yeah. you know, and I and I took a vow of obedience, so I'll go right. wherever he sends me. Right. That's just but how it is. But assuming you are still rector, what are you yes. most looking forward to with the rector besides not having to walk in the snow? Like, and uh, how will it mm. aid, like, just fraternity with the brothers? Mm, mm. Yes, I'm. I think first and foremost, I'm looking forward to having a, a chapel that yeah. we can pray and have mass in yeah. without being disturbed yeah. all the time. So I'm really looking forward to that, to be able to just to come down um, and to be able to pray in the morning, to pray in the evening. Um, that, 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 that's going just to, I, I think, help with spiritual life, my spiritual life for sure. Yeah. And yes, I'm, I am looking forward to, um, you know, we're all of us now, 
because we know where we're at. We have, you know, the new set of blaze pastoral planning. Mm-hmm. We know what we have less priests and more retirements. Um, it's hard for us to get together and enjoy each other's company and fraternity. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to that, having other priests come in, maybe for a doctor's appointment or spiritual direction, whatever it might be, and staying with us. You know, we have a little bit, we have a community room up, mm-hmm. uh, on second floor where mm-hmm. we can gather and meet and, um, and to be able just to enjoy each other's company and share stories. And uh, because we're, all, we're moving at a very fast-paced world in our church today. Yeah. And it's, an, it's an unfortunate thing, but it's something that we have to, you know, uh, it, it, it's real. And so we have to address it. And um, we have to continue to build each other up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, in, in Christ, build each other up in Christ so that we can go out and, and serve him yeah. as uh, true servants. And, so, and that helps, though, yes. when we have that priestly bonding. Yes, for sure. Um, we have about a minute left. Uh, Father Morgan, will you, I, I know there's a few things that we need to know. First right. of all, like uh, if someone wants to donate, so those kind of things. Can you sure. give us those last things? please? Absolutely, I will. You know, I think first and foremost, I'd like to tell our audience just to please pray. Mm-hmm. Pray for this, that God's will will be done. And um, first and foremost, we, we, it, it starts with that. It starts with prayer. Again, this is to give glory to God in all of all of our endeavors and plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, uh, you know, again, to reiterate, um, it's not just a parish church. It's the Cathedral of St. Joseph. And when people come to Sioux Falls, and people come to Sioux Falls uh, all the time, um, to come up to the cathedral. You know, it's your cathedral. Yes. Come to Mass. Is it? Come to the Sacred Liturgy. Yes. Come to 11 o'clock and hear our gorgeous choir, or, you know, at 9.15 to hear our scola. Um, so that's what I ask people first. And then just last, you know, um, Invest in it. Invest in the future. Invest in the future of our religion and you know, our, our our Catholic faith here mm-hmm. in East River, uh, South Dakota. Um, and they can do that by um, if they just pray about um, um, perhaps uh, their generosity mm-hmm. and how they can help this mm-hmm. um, project. Uh, these projects, I should put in the plural. Um, they can uh, you know contact the Catholic Community Foundation of Eastern South Dakota, who've mm-hmm. been so instrumental so far and you know raising the money that we have yes. so far in order to get us to that point where we can uh we can uh complete uh, what we started yeah you bet i think they can go to ccfesd.org correct uh to do to check out giving so right. yes we've got to wrap it up you guys wow that thank went you. fast I know. Yeah. I know thank you so much for coming in i really appreciate it god bless you renee thank yeah. you Thanks. yeah thank you Before we finish up today, I wanted to bring in Casey Bassett. He's the managing editor for the Bishop's Bulletin. He's going to tell us what is coming up in the June issue. Let me tell you something, Renee. You're going to want to pick up the June edition. We are starting the Genius Series, the Feminine Genius we're starting with. We're going to the Male Genius after that. And then finally, uh, to end the summer, we're going to do the Complementarity. So this is starting that series. But more than that, we've got a bunch of resources in this edition for Set Ablaze. Things like navigating change. We're all going to have to go through change with this new pastor at Setup. How do we navigate that? And then also, for many of us, we're getting a new priest. We had a special guest writer come in for this to make his his triumphant return, Father Mike Griffin. I know you're all going to enjoy that. And then we've got stuff like, so there's a lot of competition between small towns, and a lot of these small towns are having to go together in these pastorates. How do we overcome that competition and cooperate? So those are the things we got coming up in this edition. You're going to want to pick it up. They're going to help you out a lot with this new setup we got coming. Thanks a lot, Casey. We're really looking forward to those things. Appreciate you bringing us. And that is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic 